Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are two wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. May 27th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Thursday. Hope everybody's doing well. Justin, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Got a... Well, I was going to say I got some sleep last night, but I really didn't because I knew you all wouldn't stay up for the Jazz game, so I took one for the team. Wow. So we're going to have Utah Jazz takes, courtesy of Justin Kalen this morning. Uh, I don't, don't know if there's going to be any takes, except for I was right on the, they won. On the points. But. Job, did, I, uh, did the Jazz win? One and two in my bets yesterday, yeah. so I just clearly don't know anything. Uh, but that's nothing new. Job ja Moran had a big game, though. He did. Ja feel. Ja feel. What was it, 39 points? Good uh, sounds about right. Yeah. Good for him. Well, good. You stayed up late. You watched some NBA. The the Knicks Hawks game is the most of an NBA game I might have watched in. I don't know. I, tell you, I, I watched a lot of bubble basketball. You know, we had nothing else. Mm-hmm. But it's the most I've watched of an NBA game this season. I probably watched watched the first quarter, caught up with Jeopardy, and then watched almost the entire second half. It was a good game. Didn't really get you know come down to the wire, but the the Knicks had a, a run with I don't know five or going into the fourth quarter tied they were down by like ten yeah. and then they 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 tie the game and then uh, tied at ninety one with like three or four minutes to go you think it's going to be an exciting finish and then it was just like Knicks score Hawks turnover or miss shot Knicks score Hawks yeah. turnover or miss Bogdanovich shot. missed like some blinked, open threes oh yeah and he was on fire when the Knicks went or when the Hawks went on their run right before halftime. He could not miss, and Trey Young hit some big shots you, you too. You see Bogdanovich open, and you're like, "Well, that's going in." Yeah. And when he missed a couple, it was like, "Oh, so Knicks are going to do this?" Yep, that was an exciting game. It was cool seeing Derrick Rose. Felt like I was in a time machine. Oh, I went know. back to like 2011. Well, and he's the classic case, like we were talking about yesterday, where he thrived on athleticism, like. I mean, that wasn't the name of his game, but that was a huge part of it. And now he's just kind of saucing on guys, putting a little he, – he had one little kind of a turnaround hook floater thing. It was just like, man, that 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 is crafty right there. That's some some beautiful touch. Well, love to see it for Derrick Rose. Yeah, it, w- it was cool to see. And then obviously the Kentucky guys and the Garden was uh, was oh, rowdy again. Whenever they made that run to tie it and they just started showing crowd shots. For like you know, ten seconds at a time, it's like, yeah, let's go, fans. Did you see like the little nineteen-year-old kids that were like, I, this was in like, oh, he, they were. Like I know too, exactly what you're talking about. They were like too about. small, too small. They kept doing that to like the Hawks. Uh, in, to Trey Young there was always like one that. guy who kept his phone out like the entire time. I was like, gosh, I love Kenny Payne and Quickly and Nerlens and Julius. But it's going to only take a few more crowd shots and maybe like, oh, I remember why I hate New York sports teams. And it's you all, the fans. Not as bad as Philly sports fans, though. 
No, well, yeah, that that sucked. I almost felt like bad for 76ers fans because it was just one goober. What an idiot. Dude was hurt. Well, that was the, the part that was pretty insulting out of all of us. So Russell Westbrook goes down, got an ankle injury. It's probably nothing, but like they're they're gonna get swept. Like they don't belong there. And he's limping off the court, going to the locker room, and a Sixers fan dumps a bucket of popcorn on Westbrook in the tunnel as he's leaving. I will say Westbrook Chill. I mean, you're not going to go fight somebody. Are you going to fight somebody because they yeah. spilled popcorn on you? If there's anybody in the league that would, though, it'd be I, I was going to say, he's like the one guy who would be crazy. Like he, you, I expect that reaction from Russell Westbrook. Crazy or sensitive? Both. He did like go at Drew Franklin for making fun of him on Twitter. So sensitive. Yeah. 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 Like that's the like I get that's really it's the guy should be kicked out of the game, banned for life. I mean, I don't I mean, know. Come I, on, I guess I don't care, dude. If you want, but. It, it like you you really gonna go do uh, malice in the palace over popcorn being poured on you? It's sh- it, it, I'm sure he'd be like it's just the respect of it. It's dude, it was a drunk fan. Like, it, was dr- it was a drunk fan. You're an athlete. You're getting paid millions of dollars. You can handle a little bit of heckling. Did you see what LeBron said about it? What show oh, show? Gosh. It was some tweet like oh. show the man his face if the shoe man, were on LeBron, the other foot. It's LeBron like, loves outing people, but then he was like he like hashtagged keep the players safe or whatever. I was like it's, it's like, freaking popcorn. Yeah, we're not throwing rocks at Brett Westbrook. Again, guys should be kicked out of the game. Should definitely have a ban. I don't you know should everything be a permanent for that? But right. definitely should have a ban for it. But I feel like people will be like, well, it's a slippery slope. You do that and it gets you. And then people are going to start doing beers. First off, none of this is new. He's not the first I mean, person to have something thrown on him and. Secondly, he's getting a proper the consequence. He's going to be banned for probably life, but for a very long time. So it's not like they're doing nothing. LeBron needs to cool it with that stuff. Jeez, the, he, he can he can get people killed doing that stuff. I mean the the pouring a popcorn on an opposing player is like the twenty second worst thing a Philly fan is doing. <laughs> like this yeah, is Trevor was here. He'd rattle off fifteen. Uh, like they're that. punching horses in the face, uh, climbing up poles, mm-hmm. throwing batteries. Like they, this isn't a battery, folks. Like they've done much, much worse. We got to keep things in perspective. Yes, he was dumb, but like, come on, he just threw popcorn at somebody. The the part where. Yeah, I could see where somebody would argue, well, next thing he's going to pour beer, and then we've got Malice of the Palace, which, like, okay, yeah, I, you deserve to get punched in the face if you're going to pour a beer on somebody. But it was popcorn. Like, come on. Kick him out. Move on. Oh, no, my jersey's going to be too buttery. <laughs> I'm going to have salt in my hair for weeks. Also, LeBron's tweeting the emojis and, like, he wouldn't say it, he, hell. He used hockey. He he actually spelled on H E double hockey sticks. Yeah, <laughs> actually thought that was kind of funny. But he, it'd be funny if he did it like ironically. But no, he's hundred percent serious. Yeah, he he really needs to cool it with like, hey, let's let's go get him. Like the the mob mentality because he has what probably twenty three million followers something like yeah, that. Yeah, probably not good for a fan who just. Was drunk and threw some popcorn on a guy. How he's, well, that's you, how he is for everything now. Do you want? I, I, I know it's uh, that's that's pretty problematic. But I guess do what you want when you're popping. Oh, there it goes. I thought I fixed it. Oh man, TJ just ripped his microphone down. Thought that I had fixed the it. Screws over there on the floor. Sir. You know this thing happens probably what once every six months. And when I came in today, I was like, it's on its last turn. So I was like, well, I'll, you got to tighten it up I'll, a little. I'll, I did, and it still came then out. He didn't tighten it up enough. Uh, as the black, he get said, it, always got to tighten up. Get it right. Get it tight. Get it right. I had never experienced that. I was like, what in the hell just happened? <laughs> no, it's about a biannual sort of deal. Okay. Well, we'll have to start doing some biannual maintenance. 
Yeah, right. Tighten it up. We're down to one light in here, Justin. We yeah, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta focus on the lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the show can go on when I'm doing this. Does, so we is that just like a oh. if it happens, it happens type oh. deal? We kind of just wait in the dark until the Star- game plays. I'm starting to worry that it may be too uh, too far gone to. Yeah, what's the word for it? Like trapped or whatever. Sc- uh, stripped. Stripped. Yeah, there we go. Oh yeah, you got it. No, no, that. no. I think it's like I think we're I think we're hosed, buddy. Oh no. But I just I was I was complimenting you for getting the word right. It is stripped. Oh, but um, it's screwing in right now. No, but it won't hold. Oh, it will. Just oh, look at that. That's beautiful. TJ, you did it. And I stabbed myself with a knife yesterday, so I'm using having to use my injured thumb. Well, okay. did you press charges? Did you see this? Did you see that? Wow, you pretty gnarly, huh? Yeah, bad boy for being in here. Not, no, no, even band, no band-aid. How about that? Wow. Yeah. What a tough guy. Thank you. <laughs> TJ the tough guy. Yeah, I was so dumb. It hurt so bad, too. I was cutting, like, little plastic zip ties off, like, I, I bought the wife a hammock for her birthday, and I was putting it together, and I was cutting off the plastic zip. And, of course, <laughs> I, 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 I build it, put it out there, and then we get our first rain in, like, 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what you needed, right? Woe is me, I suppose. But anyway, so I'm cutting these zip ties, and like an idiot, I'm like, you know, I have to keep the zip tie in place so I can make it have enough resistance so it's just an easy cut with a knife. Learned a valuable lesson yesterday that anytime you can use scissors, you should use use scissors. Yeah, yeah. And and there, I had to open the dog's uh, bag of food. And like there was a knife right next to where I was opening, and I was I went to go grab it, and I went, you know what? Scissors are going to work probably better in this instance. And I'm just just I used to just be a fan of taking a knife and just like stab it, it and rip manly. it, you know, yeah, just yeah. easy. Like I'm a I'm a big manly man now. Not anymore because I was cutting that zip tie and like an idiot. I had my thumb above where I was cutting, so I just cut through and then went, yeah, just right into it. I was like, oh my god. Like, you can't – I was outside, so I couldn't, like, you know, scream. But I was just like – So we've actually – we have invested quite heavily in the scissors market. (laughs) The problem is, is we have – Big scissor got to you. We have at least three – so we have at least three pair of scissors and the meat scissors, okay? So, you know, meat scissors. You you, you try to use them just for meat. You end up using them for other things, but whatever. One of those scissors is upstairs uh, by Duke's changing table. So whenever his diaper thing fills up, just cut the cut the bag, take it out, quick. That that's always there. The other two, though, God knows where they'll be at any given moment. And whenever you need scissors, you want them there. And the place that I tried to establish as the place for the scissors, it's just never going to be the place. We so uh, this is, I think, a better strategy that uh, I have kind of unintentionally done, but with it being unintentional, I've made it more intentional. Uh, just leave them in like a drawer in every room. Have a, have scissors in a drawer in every room. And I, we I didn't mean to do that, but I started realizing when I started cleaning out rooms, I was like, oh, here's a pair of scissors. And then I'd clean out another room and be like, oh, we got a pair of scissors here. I started thinking, I was like, all right, you know, it, you, it feels like whenever I need a pair of scissors, I can't find where they are. But if I know they're just in a random drawer, at least one in one room, I will eventually find it and I won't have to go far to find it. So uh, maybe you can implement that strategy if you if you feel it fitting. Yeah. and, and we You really never know are. where you're going to need to cut. See the thing is though is the the wife uses them for her many like like she's making a blanket right now for somebody and who knows whatever art stuff she'll have so that you know that's how they kind of get jumbled up in the mess but scissors great 
Yep. Great invention. Uh, great scissor. Much better than glue. Great scissor talk here on Kentucky Roll Call today. Speaking of your wife, uh, her paintings in her art classroom are amazing. Yeah, the murals she did? They could have been Pretty tracings. Cool. <laughs> could have been tracings. <laughs> Tell her I said that. Uh, it really was. That was amazing. I feel like that should go viral. Well, I, I mean, feel like one of those famous people should retweet her. If you don't, well, you probably don't know, but she painted two people. I don't know who they are, but it was really, really good. And one they were famous. And it's on like the wall of her uh, classroom. That, yeah. Those, like, she should make a mural mural in the warehouse. Mural? Mural. <laughs> Jerry and Mural. <laughs> Jerry said mural. Uh, yeah, and I, I, Bob Ross is going to be our next one. I've wow. convinced her that she's, she's got to have Bob Ross for one of them. That's awesome. Now, I do think that she uses a projector to kind of outline and get the scale. Wow, but. so she does. It could have been sketch. <laughs> Nick, you should have never said that. Yeah. If hey, she's listening. Know. Oh, she ain't listening. Come on. It but is that, the last but day it, of school. Last day of school. Last day of school. Woo. You did it, kids. Uh, by the way, uh, another random side note, but I kind of want to get back to that, too. All these high school graduations at their stadiums – I I, I graduated exactly. I graduated in a dump at the fairgrounds. I don't even. I think it was Broadbent Arena, but probably Broadbent. It was so dumb, and it like made no sense. And uh, people had to park really far away, and it just was really bad. Like I, you know, I I speak fondly of my high school years, but graduation was just dumb. Like it wasn't memorable at all. I'm seeing all the uh, Trinity had theirs at their stadium. Manuals having theirs at theirs football stadium. Ooh, that's a great Sa- stadium. Too. It is. Saint X had theirs. Uh, I think Mercy had theirs at whatever field they had, and they had fireworks in the background during it. So oh, that's it was like cool. really cool. Made for great pictures. Uh, high schools do that. Uh, do that every time, and then you know, I guess colleges. U of L had theirs at Papa John or not Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. And UK has always had theirs a Rupp Arena, which is kind of cool. But like the football stadium graduations, that's the way it should be. Yeah. And for whatever reason, here in Louisville, I'm that's not like a tradition. If it's the heat, like, it is. If the, you know, typically it's you know a little too toasty to be wearing. Well, t- you know. tough taters. You know, we, get an we, umbrella. We get one of those little did, like uh, little Iroquois amphitheater, which is great. What? Um, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and what's cool is you. Uh, they have a tradition where you. Walk in the door on your the front door on your first day, and you're not allowed to walk out the front door until you graduate. And then before graduation, you walk out the front door together, and then you walk the quarter mile down to the amphitheater and have graduation there. It's pretty cool. What if there's like a fire and that front door is it's right there? Ah, that's too high. There could be a fire there. <laughs> really, you're not allowed to walk out of the front door. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Well, like there's a door. I mean, there's a side door that's gotcha. more convenient. Yeah. So you know, you'd use that one. You get a jug if you walk through the front door. I mean, you get it's worse. You get shamed. It's like a, I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed. What happens if just like a stranger walks in the, that front door? Yeah, yeah. Then it's no big whatever. deal. Yeah, they're not allowed to go to the sales though. Yeah, until they graduate. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, back to the painting thing. Oh, she should make Bob Ross be wearing a shirt of little trees on it. Ooh, happy they, little can, they can be the happy mistakes. little mistake shirt. Yeah, 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 that'd be pretty cool. That's a good idea. Thank you. And I, I've noticed she's done different colors, too. What color? She did red and blue. What color would Bob Ross be? He'd probably be yellow. It's real peaceful, passive. Or I worry, green. I worry about the yellow on the white wall, though. Yeah, and green's I think more green. scenery. I was That's thinking green. Kind of that was the first one that came to mind. You could make a cool, you know, fro with the green. Maybe have trees in his afro. That would be neat too. So if you all have Amazon Fire Sticks or just Amazon Video or whatever, if you if you look up old Bob Ross shows. You may have to put this on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page since we're talking about something that definitely. like 99% of people can't see. Um but the if you look up Bob Ross through Amazon, 
and you want to watch his old shows, you can stream them for free through IMDb TV. And the first, like, two or three seasons, it's early Bob Ross, and it's, I mean, he looks like, he's the same Bob Ross, but young Bob Ross has the tinted glasses on that, uh, what's it called when you go? Transitions? They're like gradient. They go from like a darker yellow to nothing at the bottom. And that's just like that all the time? All the time, Oh, I thought yeah. if you like went outside, inside sort of deal. And like that. the sound quality is just, I mean, it's something to marvel at. It really is. How did he How did he pass? Cancer. I think it was uh, lymphoma or something. Man, cancer sucks. Yeah. It's the worst. Kick rocks. How old, how old was he? What year was he born? I'm asking you all these questions. Uh, I think Bob he was Ross. like 68 or something like that. Okay. I know more about Bob Ross than I should. Muncie, Indiana guy. Muncie, yeah, they've got a uh, like a museum. Not a, mu- I mean, yeah, it's basically like a museum. They do instructions there where they'll like teach you how to paint doing his style, where so it's like the double, the wet on wet. He was born paint. in '42. He could still be with us. Yep, real Man. shame. Yeah, that is that's that's too short of a life. That's that uh, now I'm sad, but uh, yeah, that'd be a great that'd be a great one. Uh, we're going to talk sports today, but there's really not much with the world of UK. Uh, Roush, I hope you have stuff with UK. I do. I do. I also have some SEC football stuff that I wanted to bring. Yeah, up. and there and it is you know we we are in are we in talking season now? Is it is it no. like officially no. talking season at this point? You're going to get different like lists. You'll get rankings. By the way, PFF Pro Football Focus came out with their top 25. UK at 27. Well, so I guess it wasn't their top 25, but their list, Kentucky just on the outside at number 27. Do you think that's fair? I feel like that's the kind of – unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get a ton of super-duper hot takes this offseason because, I mean, a lot of it's just par for the course. And since they don't know much about Kentucky's offense right now, there's going to be a lot of just, well, 7-5 and five, right outside the top 25, maybe 8-4 and four or 9-3. and three. But we'll just slot him in right there. That sounds good. Spank it on the bottom, and let's move on. That's exactly what Athlon did. 7-5, and 3-5 and five in the SEC. Yeah, to I, UK to the Liberty Bowl. Like, that, you know, I think we're going to get a lot of generic uh, predictions like that. They're, uh, we, we have a new show on Big X that we play from – Justin, help me out here. You, do you know this stuff? Um, I'm probably familiar. What show goes on our station around four? I think maybe around three. Is it the Schnitt show? No, that's the well. That that is it. Th- well, crap. Now you've I got well. Know. So you've got the Schnitt show. You've got, uh, you got Merkley, Markley, Van that's Camp, tw- and Robbins. That's noon to three. If you're well, uh, it's never like that. It's never in the right time slot though. Like I'll hear that show at like seven o'clock at night. <laughs> on Big it, X? Yeah, it's so confusing. Yeah. Oh, well, it's noon to three every day. I mean, at least consistently here. Maybe it's a replay. I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, if you are if you are, uh, if you like conservative political radio, that show is actually kind of funny. You know what? I like hate. They, they, have, they have, like, funny jokes. I hate political radio, but I really enjoy that show. Isn't Those, it kind of yeah, funny? No, like, it's just they, people having fun. Yeah, they're, they're like, entertaining. They are having fun. Even if you don't really fun. like what they're talking about, yeah. it's just like they're they're – it's not they don't take themselves too seriously, yeah. which I think is a good recipe for uh, a fun audio. But anyway, we have a new sports show from like four to six, and you're right that like the the sh- the Schnitt show. Gosh, that is he is just towing a dangerous line with that. Anyways, 
whoever it is, the guy is high on UK football. It's like it's like I think he's in Nashville or something like that. Is but, it? It's not the uh, football today show, is it? With uh, Chuck Oliver? Yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, that's been on in the past. Okay. Chuck Oliver knows what he's talking about. But I was listening yesterday, and they had uh, this is just such bad radio. But who's like the the J, J John Boy John Boy Media Jane? John Boy does. Uh, he's a big Yankees guy. Does he do football at all? And they had somebody. They, they have like a media network. They, so they had probably, some, yeah, yeah, okay. They had somebody on, and I guess this person had ranked SEC coaches and had Stoops seventh. And whoever the host of this show that comes on a Big X Sports Radio, I'm such a good employee that I know the name of it and the time of it. Well, in your defense, it was a guy filling in for Chuck Oliver, so you shouldn't know his name. Well, I've heard this show before, and it sounded like the same guy. But I've heard pro-UK football talk on this show, and I feel like it's the only outside of this state uh, person that's talking about it. And he kind of raved about Stoops and, and talked about how good of a job he was and kind of fought back on him being ranked seventh in coaches in the SEC. Uh, Lane Kiffin was fourth, just to give you kind of a, a point of reference. But nationally, Roush, it's few and far between people that think highly of UK heading into the season. At least highly on like a... Uh, whoever it was yesterday was like, I'm I'm picking UK to finish second in the East. You, you're not seeing a lot of that. More, it's just kind of your, oh, there's going to be an average UK football year, so seven wins, like you said. Well, uh, that might be the case in the media, but coaches are thinking differently. Let's take a break and come back and talk about what coaches are saying anonymously about Mark Soups' football program. That's a good way to go, yeah. We'll be right back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big oh, X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. You don't like Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout cookies just aren't that good. You don't like gravy. That We'll throw that in the sauce liquid category. And you eat like a five-year-old with multiple allergies. <laughs> Back, Kentucky roll call. Big I, X Sports Radio. I, don't, I can still, I can still. It broke again. Folks. Nick Roush, TJ Walker. It, it TJ just again. ripped. It. He was like the Hulk. I don't know what I he need more help Hulk. with when I was trying just for somebody to bail me out on the name of the show on our station and what time it comes on, or if I just need help with this screw. This is, you know, a tough Thursday. It has been. It's been a tough morning for me. I've had a lot. You're gonna a lot play of things, volleyball tonight. A lot of things teeth go kicked wrong. In. Yeah, I found out who Roush's source was on me. There's many sources. Being on bad volleyball teams. Yeah, just not good at volleyball. The sad thing was his source, I actually played well in that game. (laughs) 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 For my standards. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so the volleyball circuit starts back up. At least it's not going to be miserably hot. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's going to be a great, nice weekend this weekend. And, Justin, it's going to even be better September 4th because the Cats – we're back. Full capacity at Kroger Field this fall. Tailgating, catwalk, it's all back. Come on. Love it. Is it 100%? Is that what they said? They're expected full capacity, all of the traditions to return. Means We're, the catwalk, baby. Oh, man. Love the catwalk. That means the tailgate outside gate four, baby. Oh, the tailgate, maybe more so than anything. Bringing that back is what's most important. All right. Let's all calm down. I, TJ's got this. Yeah, but I think I think something's wrong with that screw. 
just if it breaks again, I'll switch it through. Screw it. Yeah. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate you. But, I, I didn't. I just don't want to be a bother. Yeah, well, you, you don't need to be a bother. At FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> just I, when we got that news yesterday, immediately just like, man, tailgate beers. We're back. And, of course, I, I hope our one text is the only in. media member to ever take down 12 beers before covering a game, <laughs> folks. <laughs> but I, I hope our, one of our texters sent in the John Hale tweet. From oh, our, our our anti John Hale texter. Yes, because John Hale. What did but, John Hale do? <laughs> I thought I sent this to you. Oh, I think you did. Yeah. Was it he, just about being like this isn't a surprise? Yeah. He, he, or something he said, along those lines. Uh, well, considering we already knew the state's COVID restrictions were going away on June 11, this is more of a reminder from UK that fans can now purchase season tickets than actual news. It's like, yeah, no, this is news. Like, we have it's we have nothing this summer, John. Like, come on, this is the one news story of the day. Let us have it. I I, I say it every time. I do like John. This is 100% news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> UK is announcing that this fall they expect everything be, to be back to, to, to normal, the traditions, all that. Even if you think, like, well, June 11th, isn't that the day where everything in Kentucky is going to go back to normal? So, obviously, football games after June 11th should be back to normal. Should be. You, you didn't know if the catwalk was going to be back. Yeah, you didn't know, tailgating. You didn't know if there's – I mean, I figured we figured as much, but it was good just to hear the announcement, John. Mm-hmm. And um, they also announced, too, that uh, this morning that the three-game packages are being rolled out. So, that, that goes on sale at 9 a.m. All of them include that Missouri game. That I, I can't better I get can't, your buns. I can't at the stress Crow enough that that Missouri, Missouri game, game is going to be the best atmosphere at Crow in Kroger Field history. This will be like Phil Mickelson hitting the second shot on eighteen. That's what we need Kroger Field to be like. It's going to be nuts. You're going to want to be there, folks. That first game I think is going to be fun and good and. Uh, I think the tailgate. The time, we should be getting the time for that soon. Today, today, the, oh. today, the, the ESPN is releasing the first three kickoffs. Oh, we'll get the Missouri time. I got some bad news though. Oh no, no! It's not going to be the ESPN one. They gave it to Texas and Arkansas. Wait, the UK Missouri game? It's not going to be the 7 p.m. ESPN. They've well, already got think, that slot. I mean, taken. I don't think we. I, it's probably going to be 7:30 SEC Network. I don't care. The Tom Hart. I was born special. in the 7:30 SEC Network game. It's all. <laughs> it's all I know. Seriously, if, like a UK, if they're playing a non-traditional SEC team, seven thirty SEC yeah, Network, yeah. especially in out. October. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. So, well, that Missouri game's in September, but September eleventh, twenty anniversary of September eleventh. Jesus, that is isn't it, it is twenty years. It's crazy that kids in college just weren't even not only weren't around for it, or I don't remember it. No more born for it. Uh, I just think folks are going to be. Ready to let loose that you th- day. You think Western Kentucky will be the same way? What do you mean? Like full capacity? Yeah. So I've never been yes. to Western Kentucky, but I think I'm going this year. Does IU play there? Something? IU plays at Western Kentucky on September 25th. Oh gosh, that's going to be doing a home at home with Western. You need to get that, and it's not even Nashville. It's nope. in Bowling Green. In Bowling I, I will Green. say it's a like it's a fun stadium. I do think it's a fun because it's not huge, so like they'll probably fill it up pretty well. I'm sure I've got the a, Hoosiers will travel. Decently. I've got a couple buddies who graduated from Western, so I hit them up last night when I saw the time. It's like at 8 p.m. Oh, on, yeah, on that, that Saturday, so I was great. like, "Y'all want to go down and and there yeah, a good time? time Maybe so. a tough ticket to get. Well, they uh, I'll have to have them hit up their resources." We've got four months. Really, if you're a Western fan, you wouldn't miss that game. And then if you're an IU football fan, you finally have a shot in the arm. That's a fun little road trip to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And the best part about road trips are when you win, and that's probably one I you go fans down there, good about. party at uh, it's, it's not Flanagan's, it's uh, O'Hooligans. I don't know. O'Hooligans, I've never, like that. never gone there's out. There's only like three bars down there, but you can still have have a have a swell time. I'm excited. I've I've never followed Indiana on the road. I guess I can't say never. When I was a kid, I saw them at, at in Lexington a couple times, but, but right, I've never seen them other than Bloomington or Lexington. So it'd be oh, fun. You got to change that. And aside just from Western, I mean. Going to Big Ten schools would be fun. Like, I mean, I've been like, to I've been to Big Ten schools, just never seen a football game. Right, right. But like going to Madison when they've never play, gone to when a, they jump around a road game at Purdue. Hell no. I don't. I don't understand that. My U of L friends will not go watch U of L play at UK. I don't get it. If U of if UK is playing at U of L, like I, I was talking to my dad you, about you it yesterday. I was we were talking about that. I was like, I can't wait for the UK U of L game because it's so nice as a UK fan only having to drive ten to fifteen minutes to a game instead of making it an hour and a half to and then another hour and a half back. It's great. I like. I can't get enough UK playing in U of L. Maybe somebody could say it's a little different because UK playing at U of L. It's like at worst, you know, a sixty five thirty five split, but some years closer to fifty fifty. Uh, and where they may be like, you know, we, we don't want to be harassed. We don't want people yelling at us. See, and, and I, I had uh, a uh, – But it's just fun to go on the road and I, watch your team. It's right, like different. I knew somebody who was like, yeah, I couldn't deal with those nasty fans. It's like, you know, you're going to get that most places. And honestly, it's not as bad as it once was because, you know, people have grown up. Like, And I, if, like, somebody if, – if harmless trash talk from afar triggers you – then you're right. You probably shouldn't be going. Yeah, the one person I knew had a legit story where it was like, you know, we almost got into a fight. No, bad things do happen. Yeah, Make yeah. no mistake about it. And there's jerks and there's and there's and there's butts. But I would say that going on the road to ninety nine percent of yeah. altercations are just verbal, like back and forth. You know, they don't often get physical. NFL well, games, I think these numbers change a little. Bit. One game I would really like to go to, but it's like I'm already. I am taking one UK game off. So I can't make it too, but Purdue's going to Notre Dame, and my dad's making the big trip up there. Wow! The, uh, I think it's like the New Mexico State, or I don't know, not New Mexico State, uh, the FCS team, whoever that is. Wait. In week three, four, three, Purdue plays Notre Dame that week, so they're making the trip up there. And be, oh, you're saying Kentucky plays a bad? Team. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the same. Week. I was confused like, too. I was like, wait, hold I on. Could get out, but it's like eh, I'm already. I'm not going to the South Carolina game, so you know it's uh, it's a guy. You should go Purdue Notre Dame. That'd be awesome. I know, and I think Jeff's going to be able to get him on the field too. And it's week three, so awesome. you're not like getting South Bend when it's a complete and total like freezing. But yeah, I mean South Bend's pretty miserable to begin with. But you add the weather into it, then it's just like I can't Horrible think place. of too many other places worse being than than where I am right now. But if you get it, and you know you may not get, you'll probably get nice weather. Fall fall will mm, will be. Man. Well, uh, Ooh, into that part. It's going to be so three. great to this fall at the Krogue. I know uh, plenty of folks that are incredibly excited. And you know what, TJ, you said that some national media folks aren't incredibly hyped about. You know, they really aren't gassing up Kentucky. But you know, there's some there's some coaches around the league speaking anonymously that are saying nice things. And Athlon, that it's it's part of their preview every year where they talk to coaches and they get some anonymous. Pretty honest evaluations of their opponents, and in there, so they they break it up with ellipses, the, the the dot dot dot, and you catch a wide swath of here's some nice things, but also like I'm a little skeptical. So, uh, you know, the the most shining compliment of them all, really consistent program, maybe the most steady in our league, 
They're smart recruiters, and they have a nice system in place. Which, that, that kind of sounds generic as well, but yeah. that's a good compliment. Uh, Brad White is one of the best defensive coordinators around. They'd be pretty salty. That is their identity. Mean, physical, and this could be as good a defense as they've been in Stoops' time there. The big one. That's a that's high praise, and the, let's hope that's true. The big one. So you have one person who says that making the change in offense was a big deal for him. yada, yada. They should do more play action, more of the Rams offense with outside zone, not as much between the tackles. So one person, he's buying in into this change in offense. Another person says the real question is if they're going to open the offense up since that held them back the last season. How much more are they going to throw the ball? Mark's basically built a really smart, really disciplined Big Ten West type of program with a lot of Ohio guys and some SEC skill position talent. They have a culture. They don't really stray from it, so I can't imagine them taking a lot of downfield shots. So, I agree. You, I agree with that. So, do you are are you more in that camp, TJ? Are you more in the camp that making the offense of change will yeah, be a big deal? If you're expecting this offense to look drastically different, I I think you're going to be disappointed. Like it's it's still Mark Stoops, folks. UK's strength is still in the offensive line and in the bat and the running backs, and we still don't know exactly what you're going to get from the quarterback position. So. If if you're expecting this offense to look night and day different, you're going to be disappointed. If you're expecting Kentucky to win games differently, you're going to be disappointed. And I don't care. I'm fine with it. Just go win. I don't care. I've never cared. Win 12 to 10. I'm fine by me. Just win the game. It's Kentucky shrinks, and it's Mark Stoops. Those things haven't changed. I think you're going to probably see more motion and jet sweeps and trying to get Wandale and, and space, but – and you'll see an occasional deep shot, but UK took occasionally deep shots here and there. Just so didn't really have the the players to to, to execute them. Do you have a? I, I I do agree, especially with the deep shots, that you're still only going to take three to five a game, but you're more likely to complete them uh, with these guys. And it, it would look more like 2016 when you had Juice and Jeff Bidette, uh streaking downfield. My question to you, Terry, is it still? Uh, do you have a number on pass attempts a game? That you're no. thinking, hoping. No, I, I, I don't care. I just whatever, whatever is working. I want Kentucky to do, and if the run, I, and and preferably probably do the run because that's how you control clock. You keep your defense off the field, keep them well rested. You can kind of demoralize a team if you have a long drive that ends in points. So uh, honestly, I, I want Kentucky to kind of do their bread and butter to start games, and I want to be a, the the scary thing about UK football over the past couple seasons was the concern if you had to pass, if you got behind. Right. What I'm hoping is that Kentucky's offense can do a lot of the same things, but if Kentucky gets behind or there's a turnover, back back over the last few seasons, a turnover felt so crippling because it was like, one, there goes a wasted possession. Two, what we've been working for in the field possession game, it's gone just like right. that. And, your and three, is... our defense is our strength, and what are we doing? We're putting them in a really tough spot. It's like, like the Missouri game And if you year. break the defensive spirit, then there's no chance this right. Kentucky team's going to gonna be able to win. I'm so scared to touch this mic, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to keep my hands off of it. So, no, I, I don't have a number. I want Kentucky to be able to dominate the line of scrimmage, control the clock. I just want to feel a little warm and fuzzier inside that if Kentucky gets down – by 10 or two scores that the game's not over Roush that all right you know we're, we'll still run the ball when we can but let's let's start getting these wide we receivers. We can crank and, up the tempo a little bit. Yes yeah. I, I want so badly to be able to have a different style if we have to do it that's 
we've been one dimensional because we've had to be. I, right. I, I want the option to be two dimensional, but I still understand that things aren't going to look drastically different uh, if Kentucky if things are going UK's way. How does the arm of Will Levis compare with that of Terry Wilson from last season? I mean, is is it a pretty safe assumption to assume it's probably a little bit better? Yeah, it's bigger. That's certainly the case. Now, Terry's problem I don't think was as much arm strength as it was accuracy and touch. Uh, so that that's remained to be seen. I think Levis has, uh, from a resume standpoint, he's probably put just as, I mean, Terry had the big Florida game, but he's probably just put as much out there from a tool standpoint to know what you got. And that's, that, that kind of just in segues to just the final com, uh, comment that is probably the most true. And it was, they need to find their quarterback and build around him. The defense is going to be stout. And it's going to be interesting to see yeah. how the scheme complements it. And, I mean, like, sadly, a lot of this just comes back to, is the quarterback competent enough to, to get the job done? Yeah, and, and that's really the long and short of it. Even for the people that were thrilled to see Grand get the boot and you bring in some, some fresh meat, exciting, younger guy, until Kentucky gets a quarterback, you I've, expectations really need to be kept in check for what the offense is going to look like. And then if Kentucky has a reliable quarterback that goes out there and can win games for UK, then maybe Roush, I'll start to back off my hey things are. I mean things. I think things are going to look the same until they don't. What a radio take that is. But I, I think until Kentucky has just until Mark Stoops can trust a quarterback, things aren't going to look different. And yeah. then once he does, then maybe things will. Because Steven Johnson got to take his shots. They got to be a little risky. You just got to get you got to get to like a Steven Johnson level confidence, which you don't think is a terribly high bar to set, but it's been a bit. It's been a while. Even uh, even unhealthy Steven Johnson couldn't really reach that bar. Now, did I, did I share what I what I what I heard the other day? Oh my gosh, this sounds like this is going to be another tease. Roush is on fire, folks. No, this I, is like NBA Jam. You do I, three radio teases in a row, and you get to take the show off. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to tease this though because it wasn't a big thing. But I was just talking to somebody who oh, went to you, you don't you know how teases work? They're UK's never big things. Second scrimmage. Yeah, and uh, they were just like, wow. I, we can complete 60-yard passes? <laughs> like I'm not used to seeing this. Uh, just that Wandell and, and Ollie were making plays all over the field. But I think most importantly, my biggest takeaway from my conversation was like, yeah, the defense, they were, they're not used to being this frustrated. They're used to dominating in practice, and now the offense has got a nice counterpunch. Wow, if you, so the defense stinks. But if you, ex- I mean, like you expect the defense to be good, and the offense is still – finding ways to make big plays and be explosive. Like, that's that's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear going into fall camp. I do, too. All that sounds uh, sounds great to me. I do – I am excited to see if the deep threat is more consistent. Because, like you said, I don't think we're going to see a, a lot of shots. Um, it'd just be nice to connect on more of them. Because yeah, that's something yeah. that just hasn't happened. You got you got to be able to have a few of them. Kentucky's offense just never really seemed to have like something go their way. Well, it seemed like everything was earned, not given. You, so I want to go back to the Mississippi State game in 2018, and football is a game of momentum. There's no denying that. And typically, when you when you see these teams that score in a hurry, they really just turn one big play into three. And if you remember back in that Mississippi State game, it was pretty close throughout. And then the floodgates really opened 
when Nick Fitzgerald threw a pick and on the next play, Benny Snell ran it 35 yards for a touchdown. The defense was the unit that provided the shot in the arm that got the offense going for that big play. If the passing game, the, Kentucky needs the passing game to be able to do that. To get a 17 to 25 yard gain, and then you get the defense on their heels a little bit, and then Rodriguez just busts one. You know, like that. That that's the recipe for success for Kentucky. So I, I'm I'm with you, TJ. That with all those coaches' comments, you really just want Kentucky to be somewhere in the middle. I understand the skepticism, but if you can just get the passing game, I mean, it can't get any worse, right? So if you can really, get some, really some big plays, Except then that, it can really over. open up the rest of the offense. If you turn the ball over more, I guess that would technically be worse. But I, I it just feels like Kentucky football's due to have a quarterback that can be in the conversation to be one of the better ones in the SEC. I feel like every other school, with the exception of maybe Vanderbilt, has had a guy where at some point you've said like, hey, yeah, this guy is uh, – he may he may be one of the best in the SEC. Even South Carolina has had quarterbacks that like at least in for a season or for moments you you could get excited about. It's just it's been too long for UK. Uh, that's like the great equalizer in college football. I think you can have kind of an average team. If I was a U of L fan and you had a quarter, if you had a quarterback that you could get excited about, maybe it'd be Chuba time. Like maybe this would be when you hand the reins over mm-hmm. to Chuba. Mm-hmm. Like if you just had an unknown that you could get excited about we'd probably be annoyed with like their chirping. But the issue is they have a, they have an average quarterback. But if you have an average team and you have a great quarterback, that can take you up a few levels. You can have a pretty damn good team like Kentucky has had, but not have really much at the quarterback position. And mm-hmm. that kind of yeah. keeps you that that, keep, you that keeps your ceiling at a certain height that that we wish we could break through. What you got it, and the best teams are teams that are loaded with talent and have good quarterbacks. And I feel like that's just what Kentucky's been missing to be able to make that next jump. I don't think it's going to be this year. Uh, we could, you know, get blind optimism and hope that one of them's going to be it. But I, what I want Roush is a quarterback to have a good year. Mm-hmm. May again, you know, Stephen Johnson would be amazing. But even maybe a second year Stephen Johnson wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But just a quarterback that has a solid season, doesn't turn the ball over, can hit a few deep shots, do the play action thing that we know Cohen's going to do, and then return. And then we can have an all-off season being like, all right, this was a nice year one for this person. Yeah, I'm really pumped about what he's going to do next year. That's And we've had that before. We've had it with Steven Johnson. We've even had it with Terry Wilson. Uh, it's just never really worked out. But Injuries you gotta, you, you have gotten in the way. <laughs> you got to start from square one. Square one is let's have a, a a quarterback that's never, I shouldn't say never started an SEC game because Joey Gatewood did, but never consistently started SEC games. Let's have them have a good SEC season. And then we'll go from there. It's a marathon, not a sprint with UK football. And while I do think like this is such a big year and I'm pumped up about it, and Roush, you know, going into last year, I was saying that coming up to the 2021 year. I'm not moving the goalposts on it, but I'm excited about the future beyond this too. Like next year, like 2022 should be good too. That's the beauty of a well-built program is that can you have a bad season and do some of the best programs have bad seasons? Yes. I just don't see where that's on the calendar for you guy. So let's have a good quarterback play. Let's like what we see from Cohen, and then we can really like start dreaming big well, in the future about putting up 50 points and that sort of deal. And like, not that I ever think that's going to happen with Stoops, but we can dream about it. That's also nice, too, is you've got a schedule where new quarterback kind of ease them in. Yeah. You know, I know the Missouri game's obviously a big game in game two, but you know, you don't get to the meat and potatoes of your schedule really until October. 
So so it goes uh, bad team, Missouri, bad team, and then is it South Carolina? Yeah, bad team. Yeah, it's still a road game. Uh, but that that should be enough under your belt. The Missouri yeah. is the bright lights game, and then you get two where you're going to be allowed to make mistakes. And then you go on the road, and you're like, oh, so now they hate me. You get the the other side of the the bright lights going. They set South Carolina's win total at four, so that means they think they're going to win their three non conference games and Vanderbilt. So not good. Yeah, Kentucky's out of conference opponents are bad, really bad. Their win loss totals are all like not good. Yeah, uh, especially Louisville. Uh, I didn't share what the coaches said about Scott Satterfield. Is this a tease? Should it be? Well, let's do a couple texts and we'll do the daily double. We need to go about three more minutes. We're okay. we're kind of in uh we're in purgatory here. Kind of like the Louisville Cardinals and Scott Satterfield. Concept of purgatory, pretty frightening. I, I remember they used to teach that to us all the time as kids. They better, do it with you. Better memory than me. Let's go with that text line five zero two. 414-1450. Rash, was Terry Barney that one guy who came to every grade school trying to get you to come to sales <laughs> because they gave you a laptop for free? Yeah, he was the admissions guy, the recruiter for... So it was him. Like 10, 20 years, maybe? Did that, that was one I of his jobs. Where, he, he had a lot of jobs at uh, sales. I wonder like where all... you know. I, I think I've talked about this before, but like the maps of those recruitings, this is just for kids that... Uh, very, very, Private schools very, in the city very of select market. Yeah. But I'd wonder their maps because, like, no way to sales would go out to St. Patrick's and be like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> come on to hey, the I, South End." I will say, are the the zip codes that the sales kids come from now uh-huh. pretty crazy? Why, like Wide all over spread. the place? Yeah, yeah, and they got a bus system too, where they go with Mercy, and that kind of gets. Hopping down the Gene Snyder, they get a lot more kids. Than I'd love think. to see, uh, yeah, you know, St. Patrick's down the Gene, not not too terrible. But, not too but terrible it's completely different than, you know, when I was there and 40 of the 60 kids were from, you know, South End. Like, yeah, you when know, you're in 7th and 8th grade. Notre Dame, St. Paul, St. Nick. These schools would come to your grade schools and basically just show you like a, a, a video of how cool their high schools Saint are. St. Nick's would sing you to the extreme. Yeah, yeah and then it turned into the X Factor. X Factor! And DeSales' pitch was... Teachnology, it's happening here. You're going to get a laptop. Like, how cool is this? A laptop, it's yours. You can take it home, you're going to use it in class. It's a laptop, folks, and we... Would all be like, yeah, we have computer, like, cool. like we've, we've got computers, but the sales didn't have the worst pitch. That belonged to Holy Cross. We Holy Cross's was you can chew gum. Yep. Seriously, that was it. Yeah, we're more laid back. You can we let we have bean bags in our classrooms, and you can chew gum. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to do that. <laughs> that's not a, that's not a good enough selling point. Barney was also the Wildcat for the 1978 National Championship team. Wow. Yeah, and he was the guy. He first started doing the one-arm push-ups at football games. So whenever the next Wildcat's a wimp, then, you know, he's got to show him that he can still do a one-arm push-up. I, you know, like, I've heard of people that were in college, 77, 78, but I've never heard really any cool stories of people being like, yeah, you know, I traveled to these football games when this football team was winning the SEC. I heard a few the other night. And then, <laughs> and then you know, that spring I was going to the Final Four and, and watching well, Joe B. And- for, I, like, we talk a lot about, man, it had to be great to be on campus in the mid-'90s. You had – Tim Couch, and then winning titles with Patino and Tubby. And it's like, yeah, well, in the 70s, in the late 70s, Kentucky won a national championship in basketball and won the SEC. Had multiple 10-win seasons. And art still. 
best player in college football. Man, I thought one of the best defensive players. It's either him or Josh Allen are the best defensive players ever at UK. They were pretty good back in the late 70s. Made me cheated a little, but really good. Yeah. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> and I feel like we had it great, too. Like, the 10 reemergence basketball. I mean, we had no football presence whatsoever. No. no the start no. of the Stoops era, which was, you know, that spring game was cool. Um, yeah, and you – yeah, I, we yeah, we didn't get any bowl games. It didn't happen until after. No. Well, we got, we got I did. S- I got the, uh, yeah, the, the, the the BBVA Compass Bowl. I sure did. I, got, I, I guess don't... I got Compass Bowl, too. Yeah, no, you had Liberty you know, Bowl, I right? did. Yeah. We're going to the Liberty Bowl. The uh, Compass Bowl. Oh, God. We, but the South Carolina beating Spurrier, that was awesome. That was cool. Yeah. That was a fun moment. And Mike Hartline. Had a few. Had a couple wins against U of L, uh, which was nice. But mm-hmm. football, not too much going on there. But basketball. John Wall, and then the first Final Four since 98, then obviously the national championship, and then uh, an NIT year, which is pretty rare for UK. So we we got that, too. We did it. Touch them all. Not, you know, a lot of people can say that they saw Final Fours or fun basketball seasons, but not too many people can say NITs. So. Ooh, I so. like this next text coming up. We haven't had one of these in a while. In a while. TJ, <laughs> you definitely strike me as that college student who wore a pair of khaki shorts, blue Kentucky t-shirt, and a pair of Sperry's walking to Whitehall for History 108. No, not really. Probably just be a pair of basketball shorts and an old, like, wrinkly T-shirt. I, was, uh, I did I, have a pair of Sperry's. Funny thing about Sperry's, though, they is, stink. oh, yeah. Real like, they, they, they hold sweat. And then there's, like, a tipping point where they can only hold so much, and then they just reek. Like, no, you can't yeah, even yeah. have them in a like, closet. There's bad, but then there's eventually, like, get those shoes out of this room. I have my latest pair of sandals, unfortunately, have suffered the same fate, where, like, you can only soak up so much nasty, grossy, gross feet without socks. So, see these these shoes I have on now? They kind of look oh, like boat are, shoes. Yeah, those are nice berries. But, no, they're Crocs. They got rubber bottoms, so they don't hold the stink in. Yeah, Crocs. I feel like I could take a big Game huff changers. of that shoe, and it would be stinky. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, dare you? I, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Dare you? Seems like a trap. Put it on Patreon. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we. I could do that. For be Patreon. a Trevor tries it. I'd, I'd sniff the shoe for for money. No, they're also. I mean, I got I'm them not Christmas. They can't be that bad. Yeah. Uh. Well, that's nice. I. Did, I those, was actually. Those, those are sharp looking shoes. I but. was more of that guy texture and big big golf shirt guy because they soak up the sweat. T-shirts. I was just gonna sweat if I had a backpack on. Yeah, I didn't care how. I, like maybe that's just the Catholic grade school boy and me where like i just didn't go to class wanting to look good oh see i went to ca- class looking to socialize i mean, I think there'd be times if you know like if i had a presentation or something i would not want to also like had the muffin, uh... but people around journalism school i would just be wearing basketball shorts and a t-shirt 98 percent khaki tweeted out a or one of our old teachers tweeted out an old picture of me and i've got like the Hair? button up with a uk sweater vest on and my friends were like please tell me this is you were you were dressed up for a reason. It's like yes, yes. Like I that was, that was my TV casual look. Probably took the sweater vest off and threw on a uh, a blazer to to do a TV hit. But it was it was a look. Oh, thick comb over. I mean, when I say thick, I mean thick with gel, holding it in place. You wore gel. Oh. I wasn't gonna let my my hair fly over. It was either that or a cap. But you gotta have a little product up there to keep it together. And by the way, uh, speaking of UK Journalism School, congrats to our friend Haley Minogue. Yeah, Murrow uh, winner. Yeah, and the Edward R. Murrow Award for hard news. That's what it says on the award. But that's exciting. That's a big deal. Yeah, really cool. 
So congrats. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We've got some texts, and we've got a really fun text that's going to take up a good chunk of our time. Oh, good. It's a good, like, just summer radio topic, and uh, I look forward to, to, to getting into oh, it. Oh, well, maybe some laughs at Scott Satterfield, too. Oh, yeah, we got to do the Scott Satterfield laugh. So we'll come back. We'll do those things. Laugh at Scott Satterfield. This is KRC on Big X Sports oh, Radio. Okay. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. When you're a stranger, faces look ugly. When you're alone, women seem Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. <laughs> hour two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. <laughs> TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen on your oh, Thursday man. morning. We appreciate you being with us. Had some salsaritas for lunch yesterday. Delicious as always. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Uh, every time you go, make sure you have the the app, and then you can scan it. And I saved some money, uh, 10 bucks off my meal yesterday because of the oh, points nice. I had built up. So that was nice. And then the wife, um, her meal kit thing was like this – take on nachos it was nachos but they use like you know home fries uh yeah. you remember like at like csaa concession stands home fries yeah like the are you, now like that was like the nacho base so basically like potatoes but were they circular potatoes or were they the fries that are basically like chips that you you pop on a screwdriver in and they would drill around you know what i'm talking about that are that, are, that more resemble homemade potato chips this one is worse than the other um, I guess there were more potatoes between those two options, I think. Huh. But they it wasn't great. Uh, uh. Like, the meat was good. Like, everything was, it was just really like a potato-based nachos was a dumb idea. We had leftover salsaritas chips. Saved the day. Oh, Literally clutch. saved the day. So That is clutch. Best wildly addictive chips. And that, like, when I texted the wife, I was like, I'm going to probably just pick up salsaritas. I'm a little bit of a rush, and I know it'll be fast. She was like, well, we're having nachos tonight. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll get extra chips just in case. So It worked out boom. perfect, baby. Woo! And, uh, and then she was like, well, you may as well get queso just in case. So we had – it's kind of like nachos just from Salsaritas. So nice. worked out pretty well. They got two locations, Middletown and St. Matthew's. Check them out. Download that app. Save yourself some money. Baby Duke was a big fan of corn on the cob last night. Oh. He, he had never – Did he eat it? You had to cut it up? Oh, like, no. He was just going just to town. Him, oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> like, we weren't sure if he was going to. It was like, well, well, you know, we'll see. Because he just wanted to eat like we were eating. And, I mean, yeah, he was he was going ham. It was pretty It was pretty cute. That is cute. Yeah. Uh, when I knocked out my two front teeth in that bike accident, they said you shouldn't eat corn off the cob and don't eat apples not cut up. And you said, take out your suck it and suck it. And I said, yeah, exactly that. But uh, I was like, I'm not not going to eat. I'm not going to cut my corn off the cob God. like some sort of corn cob each time. It also just doesn't taste as good. Like if you have decobbed corn, it's not as sweet as you and know, juicy straight off the cob. Like state fair buttered corn. Isn't mm. that great? Mm. Man. Just like you can feel the fall. When you just take a big old... Feel the fall? You mean feel summer? No, it's fall. Nice big buttery corn on the cob. That's a fall food. 
The only thing that mm. could rival that would be like a street corn. That's kind of what I'm referencing. But, but no, but have you had the street corn with the uh, like a taco luchador? They really gunk it up with yeah. all the like spices and the, mm. yeah. the cheese. It's like it's like goat cheese or something. So good. Yeah. Oh. Let's take it easy on the goat cheese. No, no, you take it easy on the goat cheese, pal. Like regular cheese is good. We don't need to go like. Uh, has anybody ever not liked just some good old fashioned pepper jack cheese? Well, but this cheese just—you can attest it. Just it's a little bit chalkier. I was actually like Parmigiani. I was actually sitting here thinking the other side of that, TJ. Like, what kind of cheese is it? What cheese is the goat cheese? Oh, like greatest of all time. <laughs> I like a good uh, Colby. Pepper jack's the best cheese. It's not even really up for debate. Yeah, unless you can get like TJ's a, in a ghost unless you can go time. like a ghost pepper cheese. Which Cheddar's better. Kern's Corner has the best cheese in the history of cheese. A sharp oh. cheddar's really good too. Nice and pungent, like a, a aged sharp white. Whoo, nice and pungent. Then you can't go wrong with good old fashioned American. Yeah. You or, know? I'm a I'm a big Gouda guy. <laughs> the smokiness of the Gouda. Mm. Yeah, that is. Mm. You make a good point. I I don't really cheese discriminate except for like goat cheese or Munster. Or I'm sure yeah, you'd be anti Munster. Actually, I should. I do. I I do. <laughs> Anyone that is like you, you know, know you know the worst cheese of all, blue cheese. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can concur. Everybody, I'm. I'm is that same. actually cheese? I always thought it was just it like leftover cheese, cheese in the name. Yeah. Worst cheese. Blue cheese. I think yep. it was like baby powder or I'll something. Agree. I'll agree with that. Chalky. Get dis- the hell out of here. Disgustingness. Get the hell out of here, blue yeah. cheese. Yeah. Hey. Uh, you know who else can get the hell out of here? <laughs> yeah. Scott yeah. is freaking tots. Yeah. Get the hell out of yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, the anonymous coaches, it's... Uh, so you shouldn't take everything 100%, but like, my goodness, it doesn't take a, 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 a blind man to see like what the hell is going on over there. And it's not good. It's not great. Uh, one person says, uh, and th- this is really the big quote that hits at home. The biggest issues here seem off the field. I think they haven't really established who they are as a culture with those players. I think they tried to bring App to Louisville, and that hasn't worked out. Scott talking to South Carolina didn't help either. When this program is good, it's because they bring in a lot of raw talent and let them play. He's trying to create something different here. Maybe the all shucks, mountain boy, Maybe that doesn't resonate with guys that you were trying to recruit at South Florida. And they even mentioned here, too. It's like, well, they can't. Another person's like, yeah, kind of alarming, you know, when they can't really recruit in their own state. And that's just Vince Merrill telling Scott Satterfield to go on and enjoy his suck it for a while. Scott Satterfield, the the... (laughs) It's just the most ho hum kind of. You, you would think that they're they might even stick up for your peers a little bit more, but it's just ah, we're seeing a lot of bad things out of here. Not sure how this is going to go. So it wasn't good. No, not going reviews. Did U of L Media peers. get a hold of it yet? Not from uh, what I've seen. No. Hmm. Um. I, I may, may, maybe uh, Sandy Weenie. I mean uh, Andy Sweeney might have, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. Wasn't listening. That's. Uh, I mean, it's not anything that people that don't have their head in the sand and aren't already thinking. I mean, like the easy way to look at it is they're running the same offense and basically the same defense that they had at Appalachian State, but now they're playing teams with equal or better talent, which almost never happened there. They're not used to seeing a counterpunch, and it shows. Wow. I mean, that is a pretty scathing. Like, yeah. You, 
you're doing the same thing that worked in Conference USA or Sunbelt. I don't even know what league they're. I, I think it's Sunbelt. Yeah, yeah so. and it's it, it it doesn't work in the ACC, buddy. This is the big leagues. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's not great. I think this will be his last year at U of L. Uh, even the recruiting, what they're still stuck on two commits right now. I know maybe things are going to pick up here in the in the next couple months. They just don't have any juice. It's a similar to UK baseball, just not a ton to get excited about. Except like you know, at least at U of L football, you can go to the party deck. U of L fans have convinced themselves they have an easy schedule this year, which they, <laughs> which my friends, uh, or at least like you know the the Louisville fans that I listen to, they admit like, good, we we need it, like we need an easy schedule this year. Don't they play Ole Miss and UCF in their first two games? Correct. And they think that's an easy schedule. And well, that's their, that, those they, are supposed to be their win games. They know that they're losing to Ole Miss. Okay. Um, they think that they can beat Central Florida. They I mean, could. It's at home. I, I you know, I. They get. They they don't have the better quarterback. I will not sure. be surprised if Louisville wins that game, at all. Uh, at Florida State, they are assuming that will be a loss. But at Wake Forest, they think they can win that one, which they probably could. Virginia at home, they think that they can win that one. They should. Boston College at home, they think they can win that one. They should. At uh, it, uh, Boston, they'll beat Boston. Jeff College Halfley, at home. they got a better quarterback than UVL. Jerkovich, yeah. yeah, no, well, Boston you, College. You're going off better quarterbacks than than Kentucky's probably not winning a ton of games. I know, but logic. just from what I know about teams, I'm taking Jeff Halfley over Satterfield. At NC State, they think maybe they could be able, should be competitive. They know they're losing to Clemson. Syracuse, they think they can beat. At Duke, they think that's a game that potentially they could get. And then the smart ones know that they'll probably lose to Kentucky. So really, they're throwing away Kentucky, Clinton. They won't, you know, some may not be honest about throwing away Kentucky, but they know. Uh, they may be throwing away Kentucky, Clemson, and Ole Miss. And besides that, and, and, and maybe Florida State. But besides that, they think that they've got a chance really in all the other games. So by their logic, maybe eight wins are on the table or possible. And I think if you, and I think most U of L fans realize if they could get seven or eight wins this year, that'd be a huge success in terms of it would like be. taking a big step forward. But you would have to win toss up games. You would, yeah. And um, we saw what, what they what did, did close, do last year. And that wasn't good in close games. Oh, but it was just we got lucky the year before. No, you won three close games the year before. Hey, they don't have to play North Carolina though, so that's the second best team in the ACC. Yeah, and they avoid Miami, yeah. but um, they they are correct in getting Syracuse and Duke. Those teams stink, so they they do have a little bit of fortune there. Uh, but I, I think I, I was willing to take up for Boston College a little bit. Virginia Virginia beats Louisville and everything, and Locke just rubs it in their faces. So like, why are they expecting to win that? Game? Well, Locke's a UL fan, so <laughs> if if Virginia had its dominance over let's say Kentucky, like it does over U of L Locke would be the most insufferable human in the history of the planet. Mm, but yeah. since it's Louisville and he likes U of L, he kind of plays Man, nice with them. I was cheering so actively against Deandre Hunter just because of Lachlan McLean. I mean, granted it's the whole Virginia thing, but like mostly Locke. Yeah. Like every time he threw a bad pass, that could have been a lob that would have tied the game up. And instead it was just a horrible. It was just a Knicks ball. It was a turnover. It's like, ah, suck it, Virginia. Get the hell out of here. The hell out of here! Now we miss Locke on the old airwaves. Uh, I want to remind you about Genesis Diamonds. They are—they're not a side business. They're the main business. Don't buy diamonds from a jeweler that doesn't specialize in diamonds. It wouldn't make sense. Their selection is limited. 
their prices are going to be too high if they don't specialize in diamonds. They're playing the diamond game. Genesis Diamonds is the diamond game. Get the value in the selection that you deserve. That's Genesis on Shelbyville Road. Let's go to the text line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. A texter says, would you rather drink a Coke in a glass with ice or a bottle or can? Um, a Mexican Coke is the tops. We yeah, can all yeah, agree yeah. to that. Yeah, and and That's even number if one it's, in the power ranking. Even if it's American and it's out of the glass bottle, like I still, it's just a cool novelty. So Mexican glass one, Devil's Dandruff two. I'd say classic can three. The hell is Mexican Coke? You never been to Mexico? I mean, or like yeah, but I don't, I don't recall having a Coke there. It's different. It's made with real sugar cane. No, so it's you, much you sweeter. can. I feel like I'm missing. You go to the something. right. You, if you go to if you go to like a Mexican I th- I threw, market, I threw, I threw in a little. I joke feel like there's there. something deeper yeah. that I'm not catching. I threw in a little joke no. there, but that's fine. Uh, it, Mexican. You, you can go to like a some gas stations have Mexican cokes. Yeah, we. So I have a couple of like Mexican supermarket type deals where they'll have like authentic Mexican food, and they have, uh, you know, they have a lot of those really sugary sodas, but sure. the. Uh, they they make their Coca Cola with real sugar cane and not like so it's much stronger. You can't drink as much of it because it is so strong and sweet, but it's really good. It's I bet if you went, I'd be surprised if a Kroger didn't have a Mexican Coke. Maybe they'd run out, but like I bet they get supplies of Mexican Coke. So you should have one. It's just like basically tastes like a more natural like what Coke probably tasted like. In the 1860s, or back whatever. in the day, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And Roush is right; you can't like throw them back as much, but they, uh, boy, they're delicious. So, but if you if you laid out like if we're at a gas station, and you're saying you get to pick the seven twenty ounce bottle, the uh, just a can, or uh, put it in a cup with ice. I'm taking cup with ice. Interesting. I like my I like my soft drinks often. Just like hey, yeah, I've got an ice maker. Treat yourself. I think uh, a can of Coke is also just great. Nice, cold. If it's pop. freezing, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then you get like a more of a Coke like Zero Chick-fil-A guy. ice with a Coke is also mm. great. But yeah, I do the Coke Zero. Diet Coke, suck it. Hey, you don't taste like that. Back when I was in the soft, soft drink game, Coke Zero was where it was at. I've been big into Cherry Coke Zero lately, Nick. Mm, you should nice. try it out. Dude, you know what was also really good? Vanilla Coke. Did you yeah. ever have that? Oh, yeah. yeah, it was just okay. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. a big fan. I wasn't a big fan of like trying different things, but the vanilla coke. I think it it'd just be really good with subtle. like whiskey. Oh, not not yeah. like good bourbon, but like that's Jim. I'm not Jim even Bean. a big like bourbon yeah, or whiskey exactly. guy, but now I can like almost taste it and It'd be a nice, yeah, sweet treat. Doesn't seem bad. Uh, and can we also say to Coke, why did you have to add zero sugar? Like Coke Zero is a great branding thing. Why would you? Do people? Did people honestly think that it was zero? Like it sucked? No. It was it was great branding. You're idiots. We're adding well, sugar to the end. They started a trend because there's zero everything now. Yeah, it it's was crazy. Great, great idea. I yeah. don't know what kind of fake stuff they're using. It's probably terrible for you, but I love it. <laughs> Texter says, if it's in the '80s in the summer and you wear pants to golf, do you look like a complete goober, or is it all about the drip? You look like a goober. Yeah. Or you better be a badass golfer. Yeah, I think that you means you're be really like, good. You better be like just sticking them, buddy. If you're wearing pants. If you're out there in the 80s or 90s and you're wearing pants and you suck, yeah. you're a clown. No offense. <laughs> I love UK athletics more than anyone, but it seems they build... Right, hold on. Uh, sorry. I, 
this is the text I think we can spend some time on here. And uh, I, okay. I, th- I think this is an interesting text. It's a little longer. It's fine. But, but buckle up because I think they make some interesting points that are worth discussing. I love UK athletics more than anyone, but it seems they build a new stadium slash renovate one. They botch it completely. With Rupp Arena, they're adding suites and alcohol outside of the viewing area. <laughs> area. The new Commonwealth Stadium took away thousands of great tailgating spots and relocated thousands of season ticket holders. Baseball had a stadium in the middle of the campus where students could walk safely and tailgate in the outfield with hundreds of others. It was a fantastic setup, taken completely away. The club certainly wasn't a state-of-the-art facility, but the way it was structured enticed many people to show up. A lot of the fun has been taken out of attending UK sports. I would say to Commonwealth, Kroger Stadium, Kroger Field, all that. Like, the tailgating spots they took away, they built the practice facility there, right? I mean, I guess they, they technically took away the orange grassy lot and made it concrete, but that that's an upgrade, isn't it? I, I, I didn't really get the tailgating thing at all. I, that, that, that argument of it. May, I get maybe if you had to move, but I don't even think you had to move if you were tailgating. I think the moving was in the seats. Yeah. So I, I, I've understood, like, because my parents, they, they did not like where they got moved to. Mostly the people around them were too obnoxious. So that was why they got rid of their season tickets and they just weren't going as often. But I don't get the, the other stuff. Now, as far as the Rupp Arena suite thing, like, are you really trying to sell us that? I mean, I'm not the one buying it, and I'm sure there's a certain level of person that needs the feels the need that they need to have the sweet access. But didn't they? Wasn't that? Didn't they serve drink? Or did they just not serve drinks in that room underneath right before the game? They did. You just couldn't take them out to the. Well, you well I think you can't you take them out now. now either. Yeah, they. I don't. It's so. It's it's a very. I dumb. agree with this text wholeheartedly and uh big uk athletics fan i love all the changes that they've made i I don't i I don't under uh, for the same reasons i don't understand like how do you mess up the football renovations where you're making so many people unhappy was there literally nothing else you could do like i i was obviously unimpacted by it but people that were impacted by it people that seem pretty reasonable and don't you know just aren't your whiny like woe is me sort of people, they were ticked. Like, it was bad. It was bad whatever UK Athletics did when they moved people out of their seats. So I uh, couldn't, like, I, 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 it's it's hard to put yourself in their shoes, Roush, because we weren't impacted by it, so I, we didn't care about it. Well, but mean, those people, some people said, I'm never coming gone. back. Some people were like, that was that was so egregious yeah, but, to us. I, I, you know, I can't believe they did but it. But I also, like. But how does how is it botched so badly? But here's where. I just think, like, some of it's on you. Because, oh, I'm sorry, you you liked your end zone seats. They were real cheap, but it's cooler when you got all the students in the end zone. Is it, though? Yeah, it uh, is. You come out of the who? tunnel, yeah, it's yeah. it's much more it's They much were, more they were right to the field. corner. It still is a tunnel that they were coming out of. I like what they did inside the renovations. I, I think it's nice. I think it looks good. Uh, but they ticked off a lot of people doing it. And the parking situation didn't didn't become better. I just don't it. think there was any way that you could move people without ticking them off. And I thought they went out of Kentucky their way. Kentucky doesn't have fifty five thousand season ticket holders. Like what the hell happened? Like how how because how were so it, many? Because the people that impacted were the lowest paying people. Because they, they were that's... sitting in the upper decks. Uh, the, it was the top half of 
the one ends of the one side of the field, and then it was the end zones, and those are the cheaper, the cheapest those, seats. Well, and those people are going to be the most. Some of them are, but again, it's not like people were buying the upper corners of where they brought down the stands. Like those were those were just single game seats, anyways. You get what I'm saying? No, no, yeah, but like our season tickets were section two twenty six, row twenty five. The, the people right in the, in the end zone, you're right, and those are you know people feel like they can get good value for those seats because they are cheaper, mm-hmm. but you're still close to the field, you're still lower level. You do have the best visuals and angles. If they're coming at you, hell yeah. If they're going away from you, not so much. But like even all right, so you got to impact people. People, you there's no other way around it. I get that. But why can't you do everything you can to make those people happy? Why don't you say, hey, where where do you want to sit? Uh, maybe for a year we can get you this price and better seats. Or two years we'll get you this price and better seats. Okay, we took away your, your parking. We're going to make it right. Why does this stuff happen with UK Athletics where it seems like those they're so thorough and they do such a good job in some areas, but it's almost like they just need somebody that's a little bit more down to earth Oh, somebody that sits in there to like yeah. have some consultation. They, they need somebody that's going through the experience that's not like hotty toddy in the boxes. They just need an average fan to kind of be like, hey, this kind of ticked people off. Uh, you could do a better job with this sort of deal. And I agree with the texture that like what, you, the baseball stadium was a dump, but you had a great thing going with students there. Mm-hmm. That is what baseball players want to play in front of. Now you moved them on campus, the stadium is beautiful, and that place should grow and it should be able to get fans. But not for bad teams, not for mediocre teams. No, no, Nobody's. No. We, I went to UK baseball when they weren't great. I'd just walk right, you know, ten minutes away and be at a game. I mean, yeah. Who cares if they won or lost? It was something to do because it was right there. Yeah. But guess what? Then the program actually started to get a little bit better because people were going to games. Uh, I, I will. So the one thing on the football and then Rupp Arena. when they when they showed, I remember the process where they're like, "Here's the kind of seat options we had." They had a pecking order. They went by K Club stuff because that was their way of monetizing. You know, that was their way of placing value and priority. You got to pick some way. I know it's not the best. But what they could have done, they could have said, we're freezing season ticket prices for three years. It's, it's inconvenient, but we're not going to charge you anymore. Well, that would be nice. That would be really nice. But the here's the thing. With all of these problems, a lot of it can be fixed if you just sell beer. Right? I mean, that, a that's lot. A whole, I'm, but but I'm, the reason why they won't is because they're spending so much money at Rupp Arena just so rich people can drink beers before the game instead of going to the Hyatt Bar. I'll just these two things aren't necessarily mutually. It, it's not a package deal per se. But if in like three months, Nick Mingione's still the coach, and we're still not looking forward to beers this fall. Big stink. Oh, what's I, I'm going to be hey, anno- I'm going to be annoying right, about Mitch mar- Barnhart. What's market mar- calendar? So it's May 27th. Three months from now uh, would be like right before football season. So you know August. What should we set the date for? TJ hot takes Mitch Barnhart. I'm going to no, put it in my we, calendar. We'll just do August first. August first. Okay, I'll make it the point, second. The second two months. Monday. Yeah, because at that point. I don't think in the month of August, I don't think three weeks before the season, they'd announce, like, hey, we're going to do alcohol. It's so dumb. Like, I-, I wish just some outsider or hell, even like a UL fan could just make fun of us and be like, yeah, this one radio show, they complain about not being able to have alcohol. They complain about it. Whether they get it taken away from them? No, they're just the school won't sell it. <laughs> like, what are we doing? It's so dumb. It is so dumb. Oh, gosh. Uh, let's go to a break. That was a good text into the show. It's like UK is spending this money, but and everything looks great that they do. Like, I think Kroger Field looks nice. I know some people still think that, like, it's just, you know, you can't put 
lipstick on a pig per se. Mm-hmm. I think Kroger Field, and I think other SEC fans, is it the most like intimidating or grand place? No, but it's just a sharp stadium. Like it's a nice Looks stadium. Real good. Yeah, it, well, it does. Nice. Uh, I look forward to Rupp Arena whenever it's done, and maybe I'll hold my judgments the off. The front till looks there. pretty cool right now. Does it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's something to get exciting about. I'll need to take in the full experience before I can do that. And then the baseball stadium looks amazing, but you took away your like biggest cash cow there. I mean, hey, uh, you know the uh, so we've learned over the pandemic. Don't care how nice the arena is, the, the people make the games. They do, yeah. Like Aaron Rodgers says, the people make the pro the, the franchise. Oh gosh, we got to talk about that when we get back. Then people will sign contracts and then not follow that contract. Hey, there was also more uh, Deschambeau and oh, Kepka yeah. beef. Yeah, Love it. Yeah, we've got that written down. We'll get to it. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Do you mind if we dance with your dates? With Walker and Roush. Why, no, not at all. Go right ahead. I want to tell you a story. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Remember the 2021 Big X Sports Radio golf cart, hot off the press. Play some of the nicest courses in the area for under $25 a round. You heard that right. You're not getting those rates at any course anywhere around here, especially not a nice one. $25 around, under $25 around the Big X Sports Radio golf cart. It's going to go hot. Father's Day right around the corner. Go to BigXSportsRadio.com, 812-725-1457. 812-725-1457. All right. We got, should we talk about the golf drama, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is uh, taking his talents to the match. Bum, bum, bum. With uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau. Aaron Rodgers versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. And it's what, July 6th? Yeah, I think so it's Fourth our, of it'll July be the, the, It'll be the first day back from, it'll be the first day back to work after Fourth of July weekend. I think it's a Tuesday. What? Yeah. That'll work. I think everybody's getting off that Monday because July 4th is on a Sunday. Yeah. So I think this is that Tuesday. A lot of people heard that, Roush, and they had your reaction. I'm going the other way on it. That is like, you know, Derby Monday. It's one of the worst days. Any day coming after a long weekend. We all know that. Any day coming after a long weekend. So if we have a golf match to look forward to and maybe watch throughout the day, hell yeah. Okay. That'll be yeah. awesome. That'll make that day a little less bearable, and then boom, before you know it, It'll be a wacky Wednesday. And it's going to be televised, which the last two haven't been, other than pay-per-view. I know the first one was... Uh, no, the last one was televised. It wasn't was it? pay-per-view. It was yeah. televised. The yeah. first one was pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. And you could, like... Was that when you could sl- sign up for, like, a Sling account? They Probably. had. I think they had, like... The exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it was. Uh, either way, I... The it was It was fun yesterday because... I think that was announced after Tom Brady made incessant Bryson Brooks memes. And they were, I mean, granted, they were very funny memes. I think he made it for that, yeah. And it got people talking about Brady, and then they announced that all the matches happening uh, because there were lots of, uh, 
I mean, TJ, the one where it was Green Bay kicks a field goal Dude. down seven, and then it's Aaron Rodgers rolling his eyes as Brooks. I mean, that just – You know, my hot take on that, though, is like Aaron is not without blame in that. Like, if, if you are Aaron Rodgers, you have to go to LaFleur and be like, what are you thinking? I'm not getting off the field. So he is partially to blame. So the meme wasn't totally correct, but it, but it really it, did. It, not just, that it didn't just like kill me. Yeah, I mean, like that it had Green Bay to, team was the best team in the NFL last year, and they kicked a field goal down seven with like three minutes left. You idiots! You idiots! Coming from Brady too, that won that game. Like Who that, won the I game? Who's the one that did it? I mean, and I, realizes that probably like, hey, if you all had gone for it, we you know we still very well could have won, but like, oh, you but idiots! Like, I'm you sure gave in, us the game in you, real time. Brady was just like. Wait, they can't be serious, Seriously, right? I bet I mean, everybody on that bench was almost like, shut up, nobody say anything. <laughs> <laughs> nobody say anything. Just act, act normal. <laughs> act normal. Oh, uh, God, that killed me. It really did. Now, Brady's just the man. There's nothing else you can say God, about and it. Like, now, he gets it. He's funny. He's good. Yeah, he's a he, winner. He's legitimately funny on Twitter. I, I, just thought, I always thought he was a robot <sighs> because he would keep his mouth shut in New England. Now he's funny. And then that that just started a – the announcement of that, Justin, it, it set off a – just a bunch of tweets. Well, when Brady posted the one meme of Brooks eye rolling and it says Aaron Rodgers after he realizes he has to spend a whole day with DeChambeau <laughs> and then DeChambeau just happy to be here walking behind. And then to which DeChambeau commented and it's like, it's nice to be living rent free in your head to Kepka. Oh, because oh, oh, Kepka no. posted it. No, yeah. Kepka posted sorry and tagged Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's that was right. it. Yeah, which yeah, is okay. really yeah. good. That's a, that's a really I, great tweet. I, I think that. People are too skewed by part of my take here in this specific feud. Is Bryson DeChambeau a loser? Yeah, he's a loser. I mean, pulling, but, playing the rent-free card, though, like, I mean, that's... No, but, like, Brooks, just shut up, dude. You acted like a child because he walked behind you and made a funny little comment. And then, sorry, Aaron Rodgers... Like, Brooks is in the wrong in all this. No, like, no, that's he, funny. He, he, he's yeah. good. That's think, funny, TJ. I think it's funny, too. Yeah, come on. Give the funny. people what they want. I'm fine with that. No, no, it's entertaining. This is great for golf, by the way. One, what we need it to – few it's, things it's, we need to happen. One, this needs to be sincere. In, in, oh, you're, you're exactly right. Needs and to be, I, I think it is. Because I feel like at some point they're going to be like, no, I mean, like, we don't see eye to eye, but we're boy. You know, no, we, no we wish way. the best. See, that okay, good. I, I, that's what we can't okay. do. No yeah. way. That's what we can't do. And uh, secondly – Like, Phil, suck it. Just let Brooks take your spot. Really I know should. you're getting a lot of money, but <laughs> Dude, just... that would be so awesome. Yeah, no, the way Brooks popped off after DeChambeau oh. walked behind him on Sunday, there's there's no way. I mean, they they hate each we other. We need him at the US they Open in, in a in a match against one another. But all this just seems like Brooks is kind of, we get it. There's a lot to dislike about Bryson, but it seems like Brooks is the one who kind of started it all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cuz he's he's the bully in this situation. And I think that's and Bryson's kinda, trying to become the bully. No, and and, and Pete Dork's like you. Oh, the rent free line. Oh uh, yeah, it was it t- so it was very lame. It's kind of rent free. It's rent free. <laughs> so lame. It's rent free. Yeah, but I mean, he, you all can he missed say, was Roush, hashtag you, the obsession. Roush, that's you, all he was you missing. You ask somebody if their opposite of their name is Finstyle. Yeah, that's uh, hey, never been done before. Hey, at the not, same time, not t- not, a, not okay. all, all right, all right, you know, okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> your your whole point is just not original. Yeah, like <laughs> gotcha. come on, rent free. We've been hearing this for years now. Yeah. At the same time, I think Kepka's living rent free in DeChambeau's head. I mean, uh, 
why he could come back and say the same thing. DeChambeau was list dropping, eavesdropping on an interview and he was walking by stuff. him and he made a funny comment based yeah. on what he said. That happens all the time. Mm. Happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's just no, normally it, it's because they don't like each other that Brooks threw a little tantrum. I, I do think if anybody has anything to say, like if they have any, if somebody was going to make the rent free comment, Bryson certainly has the like, uh, because I think just Brooks, I don't think it's anything Bryson ever did intentionally to Brooks. He just hates everything about him. Like just the way he is as a human, and I it's get just something about sure, the way you sure. are, right? And they, and especially on the golf course too, because Bryson has earned that by being a huge baby. I'm just saying Brooks doesn't need to also kind of be a baby, but I do love the feud, so I'm I'm pretty torn in all this as it probably comes off. Let's get him on an upcoming Triller card. What Triller? What's that? That's where the Paul brothers fight. Yeah, <laughs> where oh. they bring in like Nate Robinson and yeah, yeah, and. Get him in a get him in a ring. I, I just want to see because the thing is, is like that would, I, the the actual fighting part, like come on, no, the golfing part is much more. Because here here here's the thing: Bryson annoys the bejesus out of Brooks by the way he is as a human. Mm-hmm. But can like, can Brooks there's... keep his? Can he not be distracted by that for eighteen holes? Because that's really how you beat him: is you beat him on the course to show him who's oh my better. Gosh. We just and have I don't to know get if he can keep it together. together. And also, Bryson. I mean, Bryson's only win, big win on his 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 major win was when nobody was there, and you know you get some people there, get a little shaky. Could he handle the pressure if Brooks is playing well? I don't know, but we. I'd like for them to play against one another. Gosh, make I'd it like happen, U.S. Open. Talk trash to At one Tory another. Tory Pines. How do they come out with the pairings? Do you all know? I mean, I, obviously I know how they do on the Friday on, but Saturday what about on. Thursday? Is it just random? Thursday, Friday, you get it's random drawn, okay. but they put big names together right. for you know TV. And then and then Brooks came back with the video of somebody calling Bryson Brooksy. They said Brooksy, and he said, hey, hey, cut that out. And he said, whoever keeps calling me Brooksy needs to get out of here. <laughs> Which, like, again, if you're Bryson, you, what are you doing? These people just need better friends in their life to be like, dude, you can't do that because well, now everybody's going to do that. They're also man. golfers, so they don't, they're very insulated. Or I, I, what, what? They don't. Isolated. They they, they, live, they live different worlds. And TJ's nervous habit of touching the microphone. Not a nervous habit. I need. I was kind of turning my head, so it was. A, <laughs> what if all this natural instinct to turn the mic along with my head, but then I had forgotten that you cannot touch this mic or else mm. it'll break. But people are sick of hearing about it. What's the next? Step? What if this whole situation with Brooks and Bryson is a ploy from somebody within the organization? Maybe they came over from WWE just to have this set up hey, to bring some intrigue. Well, they kind of said that they, like two weeks ago. They are oh, doing the thing now where you get more social media interactions. Actually, pay you. More. That's true. Oh yeah, that's a really good call, Nick. But the thing was. I mean, maybe they don't hate each other and they just came together and they're like, they hey, do. let's get that top paid golfer for social interaction. That's then we'll split it and everyone thinks we hate each other. I brought this up during like the Paul, the Mayweather Paul thing that like I think boxing's realizing that like we can have fake storylines too, yeah. but real fighting and we'll still get people to love it. Okay. But I, I think Justin, like, I think they are certainly, certainly playing it up because yeah. they know they can make more money. Like, they know it's good for them to play sure. it up. But I do think there is something to its core, uh, and if it's if that's not the case, and TJ's right, like it has to be genuine hatred. Or else, I hope it is. Yeah, need need more hate in our sports. We we, we do need a lot more of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Texter says the contract was voided when the paternity test revealed that Julio Jones is not Justin's father. <laughs> 
Justin starts running around. Ah! Morning, guys. We talked about who's going to have a breakout season with this year with basketball. But what about football? I personally think Jared Casey is going to step up at a big time this year on defense. And Jotan, Jotan is going to slide into the RB2 position. Would love to hear your all's take. I think we'll see some nice things out of uh, Donut. Eh. Not like a ton. I think it'll be like a Lynn Bowden freshman year sort of deal. What's Donut's real name? Michael Drennan. Okay. Mm-hmm. You are not high on Donut. No, I'm worried about him. He's a skateboarder, you know. And like that—that's that, just my—that's my, my, that's my way of. I'm not saying that he's going to be Kentucky's best player or anything like that. I just think we'll get excited about him heading into the well, next year. We'll see enough to he, get excited. He has the speed. I just—I just hope he gets it. I, I hope he gets it together. You think it's a work ethic thing? I mean, yeah, he's you skateboarder. Say that. I, I, well, and I think it's more of a like he's he's not going to stay late and watch film kind of guy because he wants to do other things. So, and that's how I would have been too. But the guys who are just grinders, you know, they're more likely to get on the field early. But he does have the tools that they need to be able to be a deep play threat. So, you know what, TJ, I I could see where you're coming from there because all he has to do is make a couple big plays, and we're like, ah, that's what we need from him. He doesn't need to be Wandale or Josh Ali. They've got those guys this year. So uh, okay, all right. I've 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 sold myself on that take. I'm not going to make it personally, but I can get behind yours, and I can get with your Jatan McLean being RB two because of his. I think he's just a more durable. Smokes had durability issues over the last two seasons, and I just I, you know worries me. the The outside zone's built for his explosiveness, but I I just you know that durability is an issue. And Jared Casey has to step up. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He just uh, has to. UK like did a little video of him. Said home state hero or something like that. Yeah, he just is a little bit slow cooker. So I, I know he's going to take a step, but I don't think it will be in game one. You know, it, it could be because like Jamin Davis, before his big year, he did, it took him until November to be a consistent contributor on UK's defense. I don't think it'll take that, but like if I could see Casey having seven tackles against Florida or something. Uh, and Texer, I hope you're wrong about McClellan. Well, I, you know, I don't hope that you're wrong about that. It'd be nice if you're right, I suppose. But I have the uh, mindset that I want Rodriguez getting so many touches that, that there is no I don't RB2. Want the, yeah, I don't like. I don't. I don't want an RB two to emerge because if and I get it. He's going to need breaks and whatnot. But I'm pumped about him. I think he may have the best single season running back season at UK. In, in the Stoops era, which is would be quite an accomplishment if that's possible, but I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be UK's best player on offense, and I love Wandell. And uh, who was it? Was it was it Barrett Sally or that oh, said like that, he thinks it, yeah, yeah that he could yeah, be a Heisman yeah. candidate? If Kentucky's going to have a Heisman candidate, it's, it's going to be Chris, Rod- Chris Rodriguez. Yeah, first team All Rich, Rich Rod, Chris Rod. At the end of the day, there's no reason we haven't had a killer play-action game at the very least for the last couple of years. Run like the usual and jump 100 passing yards a game, and let's get it. Yeah, I mean, you can't be any worse than the worst passing team in Power 5 football. And I think the Texers alluding to it, and if not, then I'll I'll take that leap here. But it's a, it's a true point that, all right, that's fine to be a run-first team. Use it to your advantage in the passing game. Play-actions yeah. are going to get people to bite, yep. and now you do have the weapons in – whether it's even if it ends up just being Josh and and Wandell to make teams pay for it. Somebody bites, you got the speed and you got the pass catchers, make it happen, Captain. 
At the end of the day, there's oh, well, well, sounded like John Hill was on your show today. I didn't realize TJ was so negative about UK football. What was I negative about UK football with? You just said that they're never going to win a game ever again. No, I was negative <laughs> about I don't like don't expect the offense to look completely different this year, but yeah. I still think Kentucky's going to be a really good football team. How many beers do we have in uh, first day, first tailgate? Oh, I don't think we can put a number on it. And your hand is going to be driving. That's why or somebody I, else is going to be driving. That's why I need to know. The kickoff time. time. That's why I need to know that. We're going to find out today. So, you know, a classic KRC curse. We're going to find out today. And uh, I have a feeling it'll be noon SEC Network. I'm okay with that. I kind of like the noon to start. Especially first weekend. There's some great games. Yeah. Like, you, you, if I'm stuck watching that instead of, uh, man, who's the primetime? The primetime weekend game is. I love the noon to start against a crappy opponent. Kind of get your feet wet, but get it out of the way early. And enough. you get a big night game the next week. It'd be, yeah, mm. that, that's what I'm here for. That'd be perfect situation. And Roush saying we'll find out today. Yep. John here. Hey, John. Good morning to all. Tell me, what would you rather have? A life supply of your favorite beer or tickets to Kentucky? Or football or basketball games for life, but they would be the worst seat possible. What? So that's a Wednesday question. He's saying, it's, would you rather have a life supply, your favorite beer, or would you rather have Kentucky, dude, uh, either foot tickets to Kentucky basketball or football for your life, but you have you got the worst seat in the house? No, if it's best seat in the house, maybe, but no, beer for life. Come on. I think I would take a, the worst seat at Kroger Field for the rest of my life, not ever have to pay again. Yeah, but that's what seven times a year versus how, how many beers how, days a how year do you get? How sick are you going to get of your favorite beer if it's literally the only beer you're drinking? That's how some people are. I don't I get those people. You're right. But like, and you, I mean, you're kind of that way with the the Dustin. Not really. I mean, I, I that's I, what you buy for home, though, right? Yeah, or a, a strong IPA, but I, I mix it up. The Dust was just my first introduction to it, and then I've since have branched out. Dust is still home, sure, but I, I think John, what I would do is I probably have to break down the finances of it. Oh, you're going straight monetary. Seeing like where the juice is with that. I I don't care where the money is with that. I'm taking uh, the games every day. Ooh, here's John. I'll tell you what. What would get me to take the beer is if like I could get my favorite beer per your instructions at like restaurants too, and it'd be free. If I just had like a free space dust card, and I go to a restaurant and it's like, oh yeah, we got space dust. Then you and I show that card. Like That's like eight dollars. Yeah. yeah. In that case, I'm taking the beer. Otherwise, I'm probably taking the cheapest seat to to a game at Kroger Field. Because one, not a bad seat in the house there. Two, save some money. But maybe you do the worst at Rupp Arena, and then you know you go to the games. You, worst seat at Rupp Arena is so bad. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, because it's, it's not the end zone uh, on the back wall. Because then you can, it's actually kind of nice. You can lean up terrible. against it. And you're not too high but, up But the point. other ones on the side, oh, yeah. you're uh, looking – got to look past the jerseys to see the court. Yeah, they have little TVs up there so you can watch. And the TVs aren't even big. It's not a great experience. But uh, with the renovations, I wonder how that's going to change, too. Little Duke eating corn. The big surprise will be in his diaper today. Good luck, Nick. <laughs> Good luck to Grammy and Peppa. Oh, he also said, I will take Phoenix plus seven tonight. Anybody want that action? Let me know. I think oh, it's yeah, all sorry, Sarita's man. time. <laughs> I love that John's soliciting uh, some, some wagers. Yeah. Line, yeah. Hey, why not? A texter says, literally every Kroger in the state has Mexican Coke. I would have figured as much, but I could see them being out or not having a large supply. So, Justin, you need to go get yourself a Mexican Coke. Well, that makes sense. I don't go to grocery stores. You don't? Oh, no. What do you eat? Uh, out. What do you mean you don't go to grocery stores? You don't cook? I rarely. You don't have, like, something at like You have to have snacks at home, right? Yeah, you right? get snacks at home, right? Um, Power not, raids? Not really. No. 
Maybe some I'd, munchies. I drink water all day. Yeah, I told you I don't eat when. You don't have like some. So like, like what's what's in your cabinet potato though? Chips. Like you, you're just hungry. Cereal. If I'm hungry and I want something that's in the cabinet of mine, I would go grab a granola bar. Okay, so that's basically just what you. That's pretty much all I have to eat. Okay, man, that's insane, Justin. Very interesting. Yeah. I I literally eat out more. You or Trevor? Um. Well, he probably eats out more when he eats out. That's but I'm I, no, that's no, not what I'm asking. No. Quantity of times going out, yeah. probably me. Wow, because Trevor says his, you know, he cooks. He cooked the steak on the. Uh, well, the, you did the steak in the air fryer. I just don't have time. <laughs> I just, I, have I just time. never have time to cook at home. Eating out is so much easier. It's really not that much more expensive. Probably a lot less healthy. But yeah, it depends. Little do. Oh, we got that one. Uh, blue cheese is a bad cheese, but a good charade. Oh, I'm sure. Was it like a pot thing? I guess. Yeah. Good morning, cool guy. guys. <laughs> Listening to Wednesday show now in reference to... The smoke in the truck. The heathen youths call it rolling coal. <laughs> and you do it with diesel trucks. I may or may not have been part of these heathen youths in high school with my buddy who had a diesel truck, and I would drive around Atlanta. Rolling coal. Rolling coal. I never you get a coal that keeps the light on license <laughs> like I'm glad you texted that in texter. I had no idea that that was what it was called. Rolling coal. All right, Roush. Kentucky gives up 31 points over under one and a half times. So. I'll take the over. I'll take the over for basketball, right? No. <laughs> All right. So, part of this equation, you got to think of who the offenses they're playing. Last year, they had to play Alabama and Ole Miss. They were going to score that many points no matter what. High scoring teams. You don't have that as much this year. And Dan Mullen doesn't have a quarterback coming back, so there's maybe a little bit of question marks. But I do think that this is a year where, even though I, Kentucky's even going to be good, they're still replacing six guys. They should have a good secondary. I worry about the pass rush. I think their offense is going to have to do a little bit more scoring. So I'm probably going to say the I'm, I'm probably going to say the over in that, and it'll be only two, maybe three times. But they, Kentucky's offense is going to have to score more to win this year. It's, I'm just taking the over, and my simple answer is just because 31 points is not a ton of points, and uh, garbage time, you never, you know, it's, that would be the easy bet taking the over there. I'm a little caught. Justin, what do you not have time? What are you doing with your time to not cook? You're a single 30, like, two-year-old? You don't, you don't want to, like, well, I mean, grill a so steak or my, my days that I work, the four days that I work, I come and do the show, I go home, literally hop in the shower, get dressed, and go to work, work 11 to 9. So it's like, I don't, on those four days, You're I really don't have. you like a, a bowl of cereal before or something? No, I haven't or had a, a sandwich? Haven't had a bowl See, of cereal in years. This is why his cold cake, he has the cold cut hot takes, because he just won't make the damn things at home. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know why, though. It's, it's much cheaper. But like, it, you, you have like four day weekends. Yeah, well, then I pack my day so much with like golf or going to a lake or <laughs> that, that it's like I don't leave. That, 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 no, I just don't. I, that, I just that, don't. I don't. I don't need you all to feel bad for me or anything. I just don't set enough side a time enough time aside for myself. You, at the end of the day, you don't. Ha- you don't make time to cook. I don't make time, time because I don't make time because I don't particularly want to make time. Yeah, that's okay. I, I that, enjoy eating out. It's that, easier. That, all right, that yeah. I'm cool with that. I don't yeah. like cooking either, for what it's worth. But I've cooked three nights in a row this week. But if I Grilled wanted to cook, night. I would have time to cook. I mean, if we win the lottery, I'll hire a cook, no doubt about it. Well, you're only getting seven mil. 
That's By plenty. the way, I didn't see a text message last night about the lottery oh, picture. Oh, no. Uh, did you all? I don't no. think I did. Oh, uh, well, we're going to have to give Dugan hell. No birthday present for you, big guy. Nope. No way, Jose. Texter says, for someone who doesn't follow golf, what makes DeChambeau so university dislike? Because he complains about rules all the time. He's just whiny on the course. Like, any- oh, the ball. It's by ants. He, he should be the, the most favorite golfer because of how hard and far he hits the ball. And he plays slow. Chicks and yeah, he plays very slow. Chicks and golf dudes love the long ball, mm-hmm. and he is he is a freak. He should be like the coolest dude, but he's such a whiny dork on the course that nobody likes him. That's why. But uh, I like the like the drama. TJ Brooks is one hundred one thousand percent doing this to win the new PGA incentive money. Big chunk of change to be had with that. It's true. I, I now, yeah, I, I wish I would have remembered the incentive program because now so it all makes the, sense. Do you know exact the exact rules? The, whoever gets like the the most social media interactions, I think it's like a million dollars. Oh my! They gosh. get yeah. Well, he's gonna run away with it because his relationship with Pardon My Take. There you go. Mm. Which is a genius for Brooks to do that. Oh boy, Bryson's getting on it too. Let's uh yeah, Bryson. Everybody's will. winning. Winners, winners, winners. Yeah, it makes me dislike Bryson more because he's just riding coattails now. <laughs> JT went a different route to get news attention uh, <laughs> and social media. Yeah. <laughs> you should have just started a feud, buddy. Not a lot of great. Not talk so badly to yourself. How many beers at the Bats Thirsty Thursday tonight? You're going to Bats Thirsty Thursday tonight? That sounds fun. Uh, you're limited, though. It's not like Churchill Downs where you get three hours of beers. You're... Bats, it's only like an hour, right? Don't they cut you off when the game starts? Yeah, I think so, but you can squirrel. You know, score. you get, you like go, I'll take two. You go, you bring them back. But bat, this is go, so lame. Like, I get two? It's dollar beer night at the Bats game, but not during the baseball game. Like, what the hell I kind of lame crap is that? I agree with that. It's I agree very with that. Lame. Uh, don't forget to squirrel, though. You're, you're going to want a long line of those beers. That's fine. I'd like, I haven't been to a Bats game in so long. I wouldn't mind going to one. Wouldn't mind going to one. Have fun, buddy. Be safe. Enjoy it. Thanks for all the texts into the show. We will be back. Uh, we didn't, what, what do we got in NBA tonight? Oh, uh, Lakers, Phoenix. Lakers, Phoenix. That's Wait, fun. No, I... It's obviously going to be too late for a little old TJ. Uh, and then we got to have an Eastern game, right? Should got to. Celtics. Bucks Heat. Oh, hell yeah. Bucks Heat. It's going back to Miami. Still going to lose. Please, Tyler Eero, have a good bounce back game. And then Suns, Lakers, Nuggets, Trailblazers. Everybody forgets about that one, understandably so. All right, that'll be fun. Thanks. Enjoy it. We'll see everybody on Friday edition of KRC. Oh, big, big holiday Radio. weekend coming Woo. up. Roll call.